five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. We are here today, day two of our visit with the NCSY summer programs. Yesterday was a uh, broadcast we did from the incredible Yom NCSY, which I think everybody is still talking about. One of the most uh, massive and amazing celebrations of Jewish youth you'll ever see or hear or witness. And that took place at... Uh, at the Park Ranana in Israel. Uh, today we are visiting Mechlelet. You may recall last year we visited NCSY Kolel and spent some time in their base medrash. Today we are in uh, Reshit in Beit Shemesh where Mechlelet and their 132 students, I believe, um, gather for, the, uh, for their NCSY summer program. And therefore we are together with them for the next three hours on what we call an Erev Shabbos edition of JMDM because for us... This is the um, Friday morning show, although we are visiting here at uh, Michalelet on a uh, Thursday morning and afternoon. So it's Erev Shabbos, Parshas Veschanan, Erev Shabbos Nachamu, candle lighting in the New York area is going to be 747, 747 on this uh, Erev Shabbos. Hope everyone has an amazing Shabbos Nachamu coming up. And we have plenty to talk about, lots to review, and of course, um, we have to attempt to get over all the fatigue of a very long and incredible celebration yesterday at Yom NCSY and present this morning's Friday morning JM in the AM. There'll be no weekly update today. That'll return next week. We'll have an opportunity to speak to the heads and others from the NCSY summer programs all coming up. Last night, Mordechai Shapiro, he was a big hit at Yom NCSY. He'll kick things off for us on a Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. You're listening to JM in the AM. Oh, 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 oh,
Good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shine.
JM in the AM. Bowie Vishalom, that's from uh, Eitan Katz. Uh, before that, we had the Va'atamarum uh, done by Simcha Liner. You heard Hashivenu with the Yehuda Green and Mordechai Shapiro's Har Mitzvah. Mordechai Shapiro, the star of Yom NCSY last night. Um, and which means that uh, those of you who are tuned into Thursday morning's JM in the AM, you heard a lot of his live music here on our great radio broadcast Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos Parshas V'Eschanan. It's Erev Shabbos Nachamu. Big shout out to our friends at Kids of Courage. We'll be joining with them at their Big Shabbaton down near Washington, D.C. later today. And the Dr. Stewie Dietrich and the uh, incredible staff down there get all the credit in the world for uh, really an amazing and incredible uh, program that they do for uh, uh, young people in very challenging medical situations and their families. So Kids of Courage, a big shout-out to you. Also, here we are in Israel during this very, very short visit. Not long enough, that's for sure. We want to thank the Inbal Hotel of Yerushalayim. They, again, are serving as our home base for all of our activities in uh, Israel. Uh, they've got a great Thanksgiving plan. I know a lot of you are planning on coming to see your youngsters who are on gap year programs and the others uh, during Thanksgiving. If you book three nights at the Inbal, your November 23rd Thanksgiving feast is uh, going to be absolutely free with all the traditional favorites plus live music. And their Thanksgiving plan goes from the 19th of November through the 26th of November with all of their usual perks, including the free daily breakfast, the free Wi-Fi, free parking, free access to their fitness and, uh, and fitness room and pool, fitness center and pool, and... Um, Everything you'd expect from the great Inbal Hotel. Uh, last night we debuted a brand new program, Mark Zamek's uh, Mark Zamek's Erev Shabbos show. That happened last night between seven and ten a ten p.m. Eastern time. Today it'll be encored right after Naomi Nachman and the and the Table for Two program. Uh, that's going to be encored uh, later on this morning. Kedem's presentation of the Arab Shabbos show, followed by the Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos music mix, all the way until candle lighting time. That's happening today on a Friday at JM in the AM. And a reminder that uh, Monday is Tuba Av. We'll be back in our studio with a full program on Monday after a uh, Sunday with Matis and JM Sunday and everything you'd expect over the weekend. All right. Uh, the noise you hear in the background is the uh, Beit Midrash, the base Medrash of of um, Yeshiva Adreshad Yerushalayim, which um, for the summer serves as the base medrash for Michlelet, 130-some students, teenage girls from North America who are here spending this time in Israel. I'm joined by Miriam Al-Wallach, who no doubt is impressed by the activities that are in front of us. Good, Good morning. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? Welcome to a Friday. Do you see what I what we got you? What do you get? It's one of the last Coke Zeros around. Oh, they're not going to be making it anymore, huh? No, Yoni actually pointed that out. We should grab as many as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know what happened the last time that that happened, <laughs> where people were hoarding Coca-Cola. What you happened the last time? Well, you know, oh, maybe you're too young for this. All right, so let's skip to back to the Beit Years ago, Coca-Cola introduced a new Coke. Right, that I remember. So people were hoarding the old Coke oh. because they were, and, and it's funny because. And for good reason. Those of us who spent a lot of time in the Pocono region during the summer in those days, uh, there was a lot of leftover um, old Coke recipe in that region. Oh, so we had, we, nice. had, we had access to some of the valuable uh See, today stock. we would have sold it on eBay. <laughs> That's, and they probably are selling it already. 
Anyways, what do you think? Here we are in this beautiful base medrash at Michlelet, one of the many, many summer programs, a little bit of a calmer atmosphere than yesterday's <laughs> show from Yom NCSY. Well, I can hear you, so yeah. that's a step in the right direction. Say that again. Um, but it's what's going on here is not only a beautiful thing just to watch the girls, and I don't think we should be calling them girls. I mean, that's a mistake on my part. The teens? These, these teens, these young women who are really, I mean, they're here totally lishma. They're yeah. not getting credit for school. They're not getting college credits. They are here. And, and by the way, they could be in a summer camp. They could be doing something else. And instead, they're on this wonderful hybrid program where they spend the morning learning and then they do other things and there's doing plenty of touring, etc. But there's clearly a, a, um, a unity. A, there's a vibe in the room of this kind of warmth and togetherness. That's Common goal. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's incredible. And I, 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 to me, this is a little bit you're going to – you, I mean, this is almost like a birthday present for you, but it's juxtaposed to being at Masora yeah. and seeing the girls' base medrash there. Oh, and big shout out to our friends in Guilford, New York. Exactly, and seeing the impressive, uh, the Im- the impressive nature of of that bait midrash, and saying, you know, our our female staff members should be learning also, and if they want to learn, why are they, you know, why aren't we giving them a space to learn? And and here, yeah, you know, Rashid is a phenomenal campus. And known for its splendor, so to speak, and its um, opportunities. And frankly, right now, the air conditioning yeah, is which just is really phenomenal. Strong. Thank goodness. Right. Thank goodness. But there's there's something to be said for the fact that they moved they moved Michlelet here. Right. They didn't put Colwell here. They put Michlelet here. And I think that that's great. Like, let's give... Let's give these teens this kind of an opportunity. Let's keep opening doors. It, it almost reminds me of the show we did for Mayanot a couple of years ago. Right. When you were sitting in the Beit Midrash in Mayanot in, in Teaneck and were surrounded by all the swarm that you would see in a Beit Midrash that is typically appointed to, to the guys. And you have you know, multiple sets of shas, and you have this and you have that. And, and that Beit Midrash was, was built for women. And... and you look around what's going on here, and there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of really hardcore learning that's going on here. Yep. And so kudos to NCSY and kudos to the OU for really noticing and, and giving the girls that opportunity, or stop saying girls, giving these women this opportunity to say, yeah, you want to learn? We're going we're gonna to make that happen for you. And the chaburas is what people are hearing in the background, right. which are happening as we speak. And nice to reunite with a bunch of kids that are from different neighborhoods that we're familiar with and different camps that we're familiar with and uh, uh, different pursuits that we're familiar with. I mentioned that because of Esti Ackerman, who we saw, yeah. who, of course, was part of one of our historic shows when she uh, Very early was on defeated in this by network. Ellie Hagler. Correct. Right, she was defeated by Ellie Hagler sure. in Ping Pong, right? Remember right, that? that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I, and Esti said that there's a table here, and she's been doing a little practicing, but I imagine finding a partner to work with is probably a little right. daunting. That's for sure. You know, she, does, she wants to have friends at the end of the summer. Yes, I can, exactly. I can only imagine. And by the way, we should also mention that um, Mrs. Yudin, who you'll have on, who will join you, you uh, in, in a little bit. Um, Who she heads Michlala. Correct. She welcomed David Cutler right. um, to uproarious applause here in this Bateman Josh this morning. Um, everyone coming off of the high of last night's Yom CSY and just the boom that it was. And and again, what we've talked about, how Mordechai Shapiro was so incredible. And I, and I always hear my own voice a little bit raspy this morning because we were competing with the energy there last night. And so I almost hear myself like, I feel like I'm post-color war. Right. 
That's what it, I, it was that's it what wasn't easy like. to speak over the crowd last evening, and I'm sure our listeners understood that and heard that. Uh, but it was very exciting. A lot of energy and a lot of very enthusiastic youngsters who right. were appreciative, as you say, of, that, of, of all that the OU and NCSY are doing to make their summer incredible. And when the, and when they call when uh, Mrs. Uden called David up, I mean, everyone stood up in the spate matraj. Yeah. He's not a rub. He's not, you know. He, he's but he's responsible for their great summer. Correct. And it was not only a sign of respect, but he deserved a standing ovation. No question. And about that was that to me was incredibly poignant. Friday morning, it's JM in the AM. We're going to continue. Our guests are coming up. Plenty to talk about. A lot of NCSY summer programs. We could, talk, we could spend an entire week on all these programs. Uh, but we're dedicating day number two of our visit to the NCSY summer programs from their home here in Beit Shemesh at Michlelet. You're listening to JM in the AM.
בבת אחת נריה נקדמה. בואי בשלום עטרת בעלה. זהו יום שבת שמחה וצולה. תוך אמוני עם סגולה. שיר לשבת בואי כלה. שם מלמעלה. מלאכי שלום עליכם ותפילות, בבתים קידוש נשמת ברכת חלות. המלאך איתי ולא יירא. השיר לשבת
JM in the AM, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. We are live at Michlelet in Israel. Uh, NTSY Summer Programs is our focus. Uh, the great Yoel Sharabi with uh, Shalom Aleichem. Micha Gammerman before that here on a JM in the AM Friday morning. Candlelighting time in the New York area, 7.47, 7.47 on this Erev Shabbos. A lot of synagogues begin earlier if you're uh, not sure when your community starts. Make sure to find out and uh, be aware of it. Uh, we have um, a, a program here, part of the NCSY summer programs, that I am probably most intrigued with, and that is TJJ. And I've said this before, one of the things that uh, does intrigue me about TJJ is the uh, commitment that people of all backgrounds, parents especially of all backgrounds across North America, make to their uh, children, to their students, to send them to Israel, many of whom, many of the parents never having visited Israel themselves and coming from communities that often are not um, focusing on Israel a great deal or certainly not our tradition as much as other communities might be. So TJJ has been one of the most amazing and incredible successes of the NCSY summer programs. And with us here this morning, Yoni Coleman, a TJJ field coordinator. Welcome, Yoni. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Rabbi Noam Konigsberg, a TJJ Mashkiach Ruchani, he describes himself only as an assistant rabbi on bus number nine. He is here, Rabbi Konigsberg. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yoni, what is it about TJJ that has made it such a success? I believe the numbers now exceed 500 students from North America who spend their summers in Israel. Why has this worked? I mean, that's a great question. Thanks again for having us here. Great to be here. Pleasure. With uh, my, uh, my holy, holy, holy Rebbe. <laughs> um, I knew he was much greater than he said on, he was. Yeah. Let's get going. Certainly <laughs> humbled. But, but an assistant rabbi, that's just not true. Uh, look, there's no, there's no one single thing. The success is a culmination of, of many different things. Um, part of what we take great pride in is our commitment to excellence. So uh, a lot of kids on the program... Uh, you could say, oh, we, we're great recruiters, but that, that, that's not it. You know, we, we, we could say we're great programmers, but that's not only it. Uh, we could say we have great training. We could say we have great staff. It's, it's the culmination of all those things together which uh, lead to the growth of the program. What is the program? We know what Michlelet essentially does and concentrates on, and certainly NCSY Kolel, I could tell you how they spend the bulk of their day. What is the program at TJJ? Sure. Well, TJJ is uh, a month-long experiential tour of the land of Israel for public high school teens from around North America. That's U.S. and Canada. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> Typical day on TJJ, we get up, we have a little bit of experiential tefillah. Uh, for those that want to have a more formal tefillah, we have that option also. We get on the bus and we tour all the beauty and all the excitement that Eretz Shell has to offer. Does it surprise you the way it surprises me that uh, a representation of so many diverse backgrounds, both geographically and religiously, are in TJJ? Uh, no. Uh, I, I've been involved with, uh, with TJJ uh, almost 10 years. Hmm. Um, from back in the days where we had four to five buses, wow. uh, and now Baruch Hashem, we're at uh, we're at uh, thirteen. We're at thirteen if we're including the uh, the specialty buses. So, look, I mean, it, a, a fun a fun time will always appeal to 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 our teens, right? Um, even if it's far away from home, even if the parents may have an impression of the security problems, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it still will appeal to them. Yeah, I mean, and the appeal is, is, is because of our participants. They come back and they share their experience. Right. I mean, we have... The best a, ambassadors, huh? 
Absolutely. Even the, even the way that we uh, go into parents' homes and share about our program uh, is unique in that we have our, um, our past participants. Uh, we, we don't sell the program. The program right. sells itself. But the way that we do that is we call up, you know, Mrs. Goldstein. Mrs. Goldstein sent her son, let's say Josh, on the program last year. We call them up and say, hey, would you help us out just to share what TJ is about? We'll come to your, ho to your house. You'll invite some friends. And then Josh, the past participant, He'll talk about what it was like on TJJ, right. kind of like this radio show, live and unscripted. <laughs> there you go. Um, which, and then, and there, that way, the, the the actual essence, the actual reality of the program, how how truly um, loving, experiential, valuable, uh, that comes across. The, the the program sells itself. Right. Understood. Uh, so, Rabbi Konigsberg, you said you're bus number nine. Majority right. from Canada, all from Canada, whatever the case may be. All of them are Where from will they be this school year? TJJ alters what they originally thought they'd be doing in the coming school year or not? So TJJ plants a seed. It's, you almost never see um, public school kids changing to a yeshiva. Uh, right, it wouldn't happen immediately. Immediately after TJJ. But a seed is planted, and that seed grows. And being in TJJ for a number of years... Um, I have actually been Zoha this summer to see that seed sprout um, and bear fruit. Uh, just to give you one example, um, I had a TJJ two summers ago uh, whose name was Molly uh, when I was in the Midwest region. Um, not a connected uh, participant at all. She wasn't exactly the one at the middle of the circle the entire summer. In fact, at the end of the summer, had you asked me how she's doing, I would have said, you know, she spent the month. Uh, I didn't necessarily see that spark ignite. Um, we were in touch, you know, social media. It turns out that she went to uh, uh, a gap year in Israel, Bar Ilan experience. And this summer, our bus went to Bar Ilan to their presentation. And I went over to the head of their program and said, you know, I heard Molly was here this year. How is she doing? They said, you mean Malka. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and she, uh, she actually changed her plans and now is headed for Stern College. Imagine that. And um, that's just one of uh, several stories. Uh, there's a participant now on AP. Uh, I don't want to say his name because last summer. AP means? A AP is Ambassadors Poland. Uh, it's one of the specialty right. buses of TJJ. I don't want to say his name because last summer, uh, mid-summer, we had a group kumzitz where everyone shared experiences. And let's just say that the experience he shared at that kumzitz was is so inappropriate, I can't even share it on radio. Understood. My first reaction was, let's get him off the bus. He returns to AP this summer. I run into him in the Robin Youth Hostel where I am now. I'm talking about a story from two days ago. And he said, uh, Rav Noam, it's not a question of do I go to a yeshiva. The question is which one? And uh, the seeds are planted, and, and with, with, with a lot of patience and a lot of tolerance of some of the behaviors and a lot of belief in these kids, uh, the seeds really sprout into something amazing. Uh, is this all <coughs> excuse me, a surprise to their parents? Parents send them and think that they are simply having a nice four-week vacation here, or it just depends on the situation? So in some instances, yes. In fact, I had a kid at the beginning of this summer on day one uh, his name is uh, Jonathan. I said, Jonathan, uh, you know, what are your goals for this summer? He said, Rabbi, not to become religious. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, my mother in the airport said, 
when she parted from me, she said, you're going to Israel, you're not becoming religious. Uh, I don't know exactly what to do at this point. He's putting on tefillin every day. He was at a doctor last night because at Yom NCSY in the dancing, he fell and hit his head. Oh, gosh. He came <laughs> back to the youth hostel at 5 a.m. this morning, and he showed up to tefillah at 7.30. He's committed, huh? So we're going to have to have some <laughs> discussions about <laughs> how to handle his parents. Yeah, what happens when he goes home. Rabbi Noam Konigsberg is here. Yoni Coleman is here. Uh, Yoni is TJJ field coordinator. Rabbi Konigsberg is the assistant rabbi, as he describes it, of bus number nine here at TJJ. Is it difficult, uh, for instance, Shabbos? What is TJJ Shabbos like when I would assume that there's quite a vast variety of how one does or does not observe Shabbos? How would you explain that experience collectively to this audience? I mean, that's again. a great question. Thank yeah. you. I would say part of it, and Reb Noam, jump in any time, mm -hmm. uh, part of it has to do with, like, the culture of the bus, where it comes from. Uh -huh. You know, we, we, have, we have a diverse audience. Not all kids are like the party kids. Not all kids are like the quiet intellectual. There, there's, there's spectrum. So I would say Shabbos kind of builds. The first Shabbat in Israel, I would say we're, like, pretty jet-lagged. And kind of like, you know, they send you up to Chispin where they have 12 <laughs> groups in like Chadar uh, Achod, if it's 10, you don't know what hit you. Um, it builds, it builds, the mood, the mood builds. So, I mean, we have, we have like, kind of like, it's almost like a mini Shabbaton, I would say. We have tefillah, we have lear learning with our mentors, with our advisors. We have uh, a lot of games, a lot of minute to win it type games. Those are, those are our specialty. We try to create an experience which is open and accessible to our teens. And is Shabbos key for a lot of these um, students as they look back at their TJJ experience? Or could the Torah study, could the tefillin experience, could all of those be just as important, you know, depending on who the person is, uh, elements in terms of their you know, getting turned on to Judaism? You know, NCSY is known for its moments. And moments in our lives often, they, they stick with us. Uh, but in, 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 in healthy acquisition of, of uh, increased Torah observance, it's not moments. It's the space between those moments, the consistency, the respect, the love, which actually has the power to cement, uh, to cement positive change in one's life. So I would say Shabbos is critical. Shabbos is amazing. It's not only that one Shabbos. Rav Noam talks about the seeds. Shabbos is like a really powerful, right. super steroided, Seed. I just wonder if it's a much tougher sell now because Shabbos, you know, is anti-social media, quote-unquote, anti-being connected right. on the iPhone. And I wonder if it's just a much more difficult battle than it used to be and therefore less appealing to these students. I, I would say the opposite is true. I find it easier right. to sell Shabbos today. Really? Because these kids sense, deep down inside, these kids sense that social media is ruining their lives. I think they feel that the break that they get on a Shabbos and TJJ where they could just be face to face with their friends and if the Shabbos people sing with them and just talk to them face to face we don't do that anymore I, I think that they see it as something refreshing and invigorating and I, f I feel that they have a need there's a, there's a certain gap there's a vacuum in their lives I believe that Shabbos is filling in such a beautiful way that I think the kids find it very refreshing. Kids tell me, you know, we have like in the Chadaroch, you know, in the dining room. So we get up and dance and we sing. And one of the kids came over to me in an NCSY group and said, Rabbi, I've never seen anything like that before. 
and said, what do you mean? You go to parties. You guys have oh. go out and have a good time. Right. He said, but Rabbi, there was no alcohol. It was just Shabbos. It was just the joy of being with each other. It was just celebrating our Judaism. That says it all, huh? That's all. The majority of the programs that we've become familiar with over the years uh, with NCSY uh, happen after 10th grade. Is TJJ also for that, uh, for that group, or are they, are they older than 10th graders, or a combination? Depends where, 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 where the bus is sourced from. Where's your, your bus is what, 10th graders, 11th graders? We begin with uh, entering 10th. Oh, so even what I would call 9th grade at right. this point. Wow. Correct. So Officially, you, right. have to, you have to be in high school. No, I understand that. I just thought if, that for the TJJ experience, and again, with parents who may not be as uh, you know, comfortable sending them 6,000 miles away, I thought they just have to be older, but they, a lot of them are just starting high school. We kind of over-communicate to compensate for that. <laughs> so, I mean, the parents are probably more connected than their teens via They're getting what, media. daily emails from you? Daily, like daily, daily emails from our, from our directors. Right. Uh, there's, a, there's a deluge of uh, pictures and video clips that are sent out through various social media channels, Facebook, Instagram. So, I mean, they, they follow along quite, quite, close, quite closely. A kid sneezes, and in the back of the bus, their parents knew about it before the front of the bus knew about it. Where are you from originally? Canada. I live in Toronto. Interesting. I live in Toronto. I work in New York and Israel. Uh, was NCSY a big part of your youth, or, uh, or you uh, only discovered it later <laughs> on as you became a leader in this community? I, uh, it's my wife's fault, actually. <laughs> um, uh, we were engaged, and she was an advisor at a Shabbaton. In what region? In, in Canada uh -huh. region. We were at, uh, we were at Camp Northland B'nai B'rith for Spring Regional. Why well, wasn't she was? They didn't have a guitar player, so she... Uh, she recruited you? Yeah, she called me up. It was before text, and she was <laughs> like, hey, we need a guitar player. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do anything for my fiancé. I drive up there, and I'm like, what on earth am I getting myself into? I walked into, like, the pinnacle Shabbaton right. end of year. Regional, I guess, right? Regional. National, with, regional, whichever one yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, big. Right. And I didn't have... I didn't, I didn't, it was fascinating. It was really fascinating. You know... The, Rav Noam describes the, the energy of Shabbat that we create. That type of energy was very similar. There was something very inclusive, safe, and open. Right. Uh, something which... And you picked it up right away. I, had, I, I was hooked, man. I had, to like, I had to explore it further. Rabbi Koenigsberg, where are you from originally? I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. Also with NCSY being... I uh, started at my first NCSY Shabbaton was in eighth grade, junior NCSY. Um, you know, I had various positions throughout high school. Uh, I went to Yeshivat Shalvim after high school, and I've been there basically since then. With a, you know, I went back to Yeshiva University for a few years. But I've been there a total of something like 15 to 20 years. So our Shalvim crew out there has uh, certainly become familiar with you over the years. Right, for sure. And, and you know, the voice that emanates from that Beit Midrash is go out and help your people Israel wherever they are. Right. And that's why so many of our alumni are in uh, NCSY programs. And... It, it just so empowered me to go out and take on this challenge of, of working with public school kids. And you're with TJJ how long? Uh, this is my third summer. Very nice. And Yoni, how long? TJJ? First time we ran a bus was in 2008. Call a vote to both of you. Yoni Coleman, Rabbi Noam Konigsberg, TJJ continues to fascinate us and for good reason. Thank you both very, very much. Thank Thanks you very for having us. Absolute pleasure. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And uh, I am told that the uh, person who I guess is officially hosting us this morning
on this Friday JM in the AM. Mrs. Rifka Yudin is joining us. She is the director of Michlelet. I, as a one-time Michlelet parent, am uh, indebted to her. You remember the Siegel representation I here? I do. I remember Chava. It went well? Everything was fine? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> she spoke Thank very God. highly of you. I can tell you that much. Thank you. How Thank long have you been with Michlelet? This is my 12th summer. And Thank God. Is, is, are, you, are you here as long as the program exists, or would it even no, existed before that? No, it existed that? for many, many years before. Interesting. How um, long is it here? It's here for 14 summers, I think. Nice. And thank God, you know, over the years, though, when I came, we added the chassad and the tre and a little more treps and and other stuff and some fun stuff. But it's been around for many, many years and had it's impacted. Yeah, I know a lot of, a lot of, of girls. Uh, how did you get the 132 teens? Um, we had a hundred. We have 132 teens with right. with a waiting list of people who wanted to get on. So also, there were people who could not um, yeah. get here this summer. Unfortunately, yes. So you're bursting at the seams, as we, we would say. You're bursting at the seams. We added bunk beds in. It's an amazing summer, thank God. And yep. uh, with students from everywhere, right? I mean, all really, over America. Really, girls from all over, and, and even from Israel and Canada. But yeah, thank God. Uh, what's the secret? Uh, that we we always wonder about uh, programs that continue to grow. We just spoke about TJJ. I'm fascinated by that amazing, one. Amazing. Why does this one? continue to grow? Why is it, in fact, bursting at the seams? Um, that's a great question. Michalad happens to be a balance of a lot of amazing things. Um, I think that one thing that the girls really, really gain from here is a real passion and love for Yiddishkeit. And we have girls from every background, yeshiva backgrounds, non-yeshiva backgrounds, and I feel like girls are missing that in their lives. They come and they become passionate and excited about learning about Yiddishkeit, about Torah, about Eretz Yisrael. And it's all under, like, it's all with a ton of fun and touring and really just, like, really, really tons and tons of fun. So I feel like that's a draw for girls. Girls want to grow. I thought everybody here was uh, day school to Yeshiva High yeah, School. Yeah, so it's mo it's, it is majority. mostly that. It is a majority, but we have we have uh, public school kids also. And even within the day school, it's like we have a range. Right, and there's something very, very beautiful about that. Right, pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Thank God. We we noted earlier that you have a more beautiful Beit Midrash than some of the boys' programs. Yes. <laughs> we are very, very proud. You're aware of that, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> and we they are. don't stop reminding you about that, I'm sure. Yeah, we, we have a great campus everywhere. To Thank say the God. least. Why is this room so particularly important to your program? So, firstly, it's a beautiful time. I don't know if when you first came, I don't know if you saw that. It was such a, such a special thing in the morning. Yeah. We all, everyone's here, 132 girls and their 33 madrichot. And everyone starts off, four girls, with their with their madrichot for 15 minutes just learning together. It right. happens to be one of my favorite, favorite times of the day. You come in and you just hear the sounds of learning. It is so beautiful. It, like, yeah, we were here for that. It was such very nachas. exciting. It's so special. We have speakers at night. Um, and really, it's like the it's like the central the central place. You know, it's the place where everything really really comes from. So I like to think, you know, Rishit's high above everything else in Beit Shemesh. Right. And this building really really stands up, and this is at the top of it. And I like to think like the Torah really just emanates from here outwards to, Who do to you Beit Shemesh, all of Eretz Yisrael, everywhere. Who do you bring in as guest speakers? Everyone, Mrs. Dina Skumiker, Rebecca Friedman. Uh, we had Mrs. Rina Ariel, uh, the mother of Halal Yaffa, right. who was Komdama, who was killed. She was here last week with us. We really have Rabbi Nissel, Shira Smiles, who happens to be one of our teachers, also really, really every uh, every type of speaker, and they're all really, really phenomenal. What type fantastic. of staff, in fact, do you look for? Um, in terms of Madrichot yeah, or teachers? Well, I guess <laughs> both. But. Um, Madrichot, thank God, we're very blessed that we have a big 
we can choose. We have a lot of applicants, thank God. Many of them former Mithlal. A lot of them former Mithlal and NCSYs, which is great because they come with that passion and excitement. They know how much they gain, so they want to give and back. And they're familiar with your whole exactly, operation. Exactly. We actually really try to get every type of madrichal, so personality, hashkafa, everything, so everyone has their person that they can relate to. They're also, they're passionate about Yiddishkeit, but they're super cool, super fun, <laughs> and they have a great time with the girls learning and, uh, and just doing activities and dancing and going crazy, so... It's hard to, there's no, there's one, not, no one box that they fit into, but it's really, really Do you think the special. girls, the, the young ladies here earlier were surprised to hear that you're working on McLellan all year round? Uh. <laughs> do you think that was a shock to them? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> they, uh, they do get it, huh? I, I think so. They say thank you a lot. They're very sweet. They're great girls. It's, it's not easy doing this. It is not easy. And even, even though you're blessed by not having a real recruiting process, right, right compared to others. No, we do recruit, though, thank God. You do have to. Yeah, because, meaning... A lot of girls really come, but some girls are intimidated. Is it too much learning? Is it going to be like school? Is it going to be fun? When they hear, when they speak to people, they realize it's totally not like school. It's 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 not attached to tests, and right. it doesn't have the pressure, and it's completely else, you know, something else. And it's it's also tons of fun. So not everyone realizes that beforehand, but thank God. See, you're benefiting okay. from something that we kept pointing out during yesterday's show. And that is that if there is somebody who doesn't fit in here, there are a million other programs where they're going to fit in right. that they could choose from. Right. And, that, and that helps you because right. you don't feel like, oh, my gosh, I have no choice but to accept this exactly. girl here. You, we have the right program within the umbrella of NCSY exactly. where they'll excel. Exactly. But I will tell you that some girls come in ready for it and loving learning. And some girls actually come to Michal, really, I don't want to say it, but hating learning and not into things. And thank God, with a lot of Seattle Ishmael, every single summer you watch the process. And even girls who thought they weren't ready for it, like really fly here. What's been the most special. exciting Shabbos? Don't say all of them. What's been the most exciting one so far? So far, I, I have to say last Shabbos. Where uh, was the it? Last Shabbos, it was here. Oh, right here. In, in Reisha. So no big trip somewhere? Ne next, this week, Shabbos right. Nachum, we're super excited we're going to Tzvat. There's nothing like Shabbos Nachum nice. in Tzvat, especially after the incredible and meaningful Tzvat we had here. We're all really, really crying to be able to go up to Tzvat afterwards where it's so spiritual. Um, is really, really incredible. But Shabbos Amachlalad, ask any of the girls, there's nothing like it. The singing is just rocking. It's just sheer. My husband gave an optional share this past Shabbos. 100, 130 people, you know, just came. 130, I counted the room. They all want to, <laughs> they all want to hear the singing. We have a tish with the Rabbi Rebetzin. It's, it's amazing. You, you can't describe how much ruach there is here on Shabbos. It's really, it's really beautiful. It's really Very special. Nice. All right, you'll introduce, us, you'll introduce us to some of these yes. teenagers later on. And I yes. thank you again for hosting no us problem. today. No problem. Thank you so much, Nachum. Rivka Yudin is the director of Michlelet and is in charge of this unique and very interesting program uh, that's been going on. She's doing this for 12 years here in Beit Shemesh. Uh, JM in the AM on a Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Nachamu, Erev Shabbos Parshas via Shanon. And... Um, that we are spending our morning with the NCSY summer programs here in Israel. And I want to thank uh, everybody at the OU and NCSY and uh, David Cutler, who directs these, um, uh, these summer programs for all of their cooperation. More coming up. It is a JM in the AM Friday morning, and uh, this comes from Avram Freed at JM in the AM.
J.M. A.M. Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos. We're at Michlelet in Israel. We are the guests of the NCSY summer programs. And Leah Moskovich is here, one of the most relaxed people here for obvious reasons because her program has ended already. She's the director of Give West. Am I right that you're completely relaxed because the program has concluded? I am relaxing and enjoying Israel, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. All right, um, we are somewhat familiar with Give. A member of my family enjoyed Give in Israel a couple of summers ago. Uh, what is Give West? Give West um, is a program that began five summers ago. Um, it originally started on the East Coast, and then um, I joined the team four summers ago and moved it to the West Coast. Um, we're a one-bus program with girls from all over the U.S. and Canada, and we do charity projects starting in Phoenix, Arizona, and we road trip all the way up to Portland, Oregon, giving back, um, hiking, touring, learning Torah, and having the best time. Uh, the Chesed projects, and yeah. again, when it comes to Israel, many of us are familiar with the Chesed that can be done and some of the organizations that groups like yours we meet up with. But when it comes to Chesed on the West Coast, we're not nearly as familiar. So who are you arranging these different encounters with out there? So we work with both Jews and non-Jews. Um, we have a lot of Chesed projects with Jewish organizations like Yachad, the Friendship Circle, um, and the Jewish nursing homes along the West Coast. Mm. Um, but we also work with non-Jewish organizations. Um, a very large one that we work with is the Midnight Mission um, and other food banks like that. Um, we work food sorting, food packaging, the LA Kitchen, the LA Food Bank, um, and other organizations along the West Coast servicing all different types. Um, a lot of homeless um, and a lot of people who are very ill. What does it mean you're dealing with the homeless? I mean, through an official homeless organization that's there for the benefit of the homeless? How does it work? Yeah, so for example, the Midnight Mission is one of the largest organizations. Um, it's in Skid Row of Los Angeles, which is, um, aside from New York, the biggest homeless pop has the biggest homeless population. Um, we serve lunch to about 700 people. Um, they, the girls prepare, they serve, and they clear. Um, they're interacting, they're helping move boxes and literally serving them, serving them their lunch. Um, they they were given also a tour of the facility. It's a homeless shelter as well as um, a rehab center um, for those who are suffering with different addictions. So the girls were exposed, they were educated, and then they got to serve service the community. Um, it literally opens off the street and hundreds and hundreds of people walk through their doors every day. Are the people, the average person that, that are being serviced by Give West, aware of the fact that these are representatives of the Jewish community who are doing it for them? Yes, just by the fact of how we're dressed. Um, <laughs> we have tons of people that come over to us. Oh, they actually pointed out to you? Totally. Um, in these organizations in particular, where are you guys from? What affiliation? What's NCSY? The, we have uh, hats that we wear every day, Give West hats, um, and the girls wear them. And people come over all the time. What does NCSY stand for? What is? What are you guys? What are you guys doing here? Um, we've had multiple experiences at Chassad and also at a coffee bean or a Starbucks on the side of the road. Who are you guys? What are you doing? Whoa. And we've had a bunch of times where people have sponsored coffee for the whole group um, out of appreciation and, and just acknowledgement of all that we're doing. Oh, that must um, be fun. On the West Coast, To yeah. be recognized like that. Yeah. How's the admission process? Is it difficult to get in to give West? So recently, yes, we do have a waiting list. Um, there are girls that have applied this year from all over. We had five Canadians, six Floridians, um, three girls from Houston, Texas. So our uh, last year we had three Israelis, actually. Um, we so have a Houstonian over oh, here. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so girls from every region. The regional directors are really um, picking up on the power of Give West. Um, it's for a teenage girl who wants something different. Um, it's only first month, so it definitely coincides with other programs, but right. also um, gives... Uh, 
a teenager the experience that they would never have. Something that I love about Give West is that there is no other program like it. Um, there are other programs traveling in America. There is no other there is no other program doing chesed like we're doing. So when we when we try to get the word out, that's what we're really saying, that this is an experience of a lifetime. There's no one else doing it. Um, and thank God we had way over 44 applicants this year, so our bus was full. Uh, it sounds pretty amazing. Does this shut them out, these girls, from having the Israel experience? Can they go the following year, or can some go to Israel and then come to you for Give West for that summer? So both. Uh, last night at Yom NCSY, I had the privilege of dancing with all my Give Westers from last year. Ah. Um, we, have, we have a bunch on Mechlelet, on Give, on Jolt Israel, on Yabiyad and other programs like that. Um, but there, we have tons of girls that come here and um, a few girls that are in Israel now were asking me about coming on Give West next summer um, because, yeah, it's another opportunity, a different opportunity right. um, to give back in a different place. From Arizona to, uh, to uh, I don't guess, Oregon, Washington, is there any tourist attraction you miss or they see it all? We <laughs> have so much that we could do. They um, will see the Grand Canyon? They do the, we do the Grand Canyon, <laughs> we do Yosemite, um, we do a beautiful Sedona water hikes. Um, will they view the Golden the Gate Bridge at some point? Of course. We walked the Golden Gate. We had the Jelly Belly Factory. We hit all oh, the hot important. spots. We hiked the Hollywood sign. You know, all the, all the big things, of course. Um, and it's also like a camp experience. You know, we do programming. We do learning every day. We have Chabura. We have night activities every night. Um, so every day is really balanced. We do learning and chasad in the morning, fun in the afternoon. Um, and always learning and fun at night. So I'm just curious, is it um, evenly divided between what we refer to as the New York, New Jersey area and what we refer to as out of town? Like it was exactly 50% oh, wow. this year. We had half of girls that were New York, New Jersey and half of girls that were out of town. That must be an um, interesting interaction, all that. It's amazing. All together meeting kids that they never will have met before. Never met before and also um, different ages. This year we had only 9th and 10th grade. Um, go, so going into 10th and 11th, and hopefully they'll all continue to another program. Are you so planning on continuing next year? I am. Please, God. And Give West <laughs> with Leah Moshkovich. Thank you so much. A pleasure to meet you, you and uh, congratulations. Thank you. Sounds like a great program. Thank you. Uh, more coming up. This is a Friday morning edition of JM in the AM on this era of Shabbos Nachamu with candle lighting in the New York area at 747. We are the guests of the NCSY summer programs here at Michlelet in Israel. Want to give a shout out to Dr. Stuart Ditchick and everybody at Kids of Courage. Looking forward to spending Shabbat with them near Washington, D.C. They're doing amazing work, and we will uh, see them later on today. Uh, there'll be no weekly update this week. Malcolm Holmline and I will return with the weekly update one week from today, analyzing all the news affecting Israel and the Jewish world uh, right here at JM in the AM. Reminder, Mark Zomik's Erev Shabbos show, sponsored by Kedem. Starts right after Naomi Nachman's Table for Two. It goes until 1 o'clock. Then, of course, our Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos music mix, all happening all day long with us at the Nachum Single Network. Make sure to stay tuned in. I want to thank the Inbal Hotel. They've again served as our uh, central location, our home base in Israel. They're in Jerusalem. Contact the Inbal Hotel for your next day in Yerushalayim. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Good morning, all. That's OHOT, of course, as we continue with a Friday morning broadcast. Weekly update returns next week. Malcolm Holmline and I will analyze the events of the week next week, 7.40 a.m. Eastern time here at JM in the AM. Elliot Tansman is our guest as we uh, sit here in the beautiful Beit Midrash of Michlelet, a uh, guest we are of the NCSY summer programs. Elliot has the easiest job uh, in NCSY summer. He's director of recruitment, and based on the conversations we've had yesterday and today, it seems you have nothing to do because basically every program looks like it's completely sold out, and it looks like every time a program ends, they're ready to fill up and sell out again the following year. And, of course, I say all of this tongue-in-cheek. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks. Good morning, Nachum. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem. So am I right or wrong that recruitment is not as big of an issue when it comes to certain programs in NCSY summer? You are absolutely correct. Thank God, you know, we've grown from 8.32, the first summer I was involved. This year now we have about 14.48, 14 14.50. 14 Unbelievable. Um, it's incredible. I'm going to pull out my stats as you say all this. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Um, fact check over here. No, uh, not fact check, just to share <laughs> with the audience how incredible these numbers are. Look at this. We talk about, you just, you mentioned 1,400 plus, so here we've rounded it up to 1,450 kids, almost a 20% increase from last year. Uh, here we're in Michlelet, where 132 girls enjoy the summer now, and from what we've been told, based on bunk beds and... and, uh, and Sleeping beds. <laughs> <sleep> <laughs> exactly, they're really bursting at the seams over here. Um, so when it comes to, rec- and, and th- we also saw something um, uh, during our conversation about TJJ, that a lot of the recruitment is done by, you know, current students, campers, teens who are here and then will go back and report to their communities what's going on and it will attract you know, parents and, and teens to get involved in that program. So as hard as your job is, you have a lot of help along the way. Yeah, absolutely. The infrastructure of NCSY in general, how we operate year-round with the regions and the chapters and the, um, you know, the boards, the chapter boards, the regional boards, which consist of, of teens that are involved during the year, but also the kids come back from an incredible summer. You know, the, they're on an inspirational high. They're on an emotional high. They're so bought in. All they want to do is they want to replace themselves. They want to live again vicariously through their friends next summer. And that's what happens. The next generation or the next grade shows up and they're, uh, and they're passing on the word. You mentioned the, the different chapters and regions in NCSY. And this is something that I'm sure uh, intrigues a lot of people in our audience. At this point... The structure of NCSY has really <coughs> shaped incredibly. We, I remember 30 years ago, there was a structure, and regions and chapters were, as you just said, operated by boards and done in a really organized fashion. But it seems today it's really done. Um, it's really been tightened to the point that, you know, in a good way, not, not in, a, in a bad organizational or structural way, but in a good way that really gives an opportunity to leaders out there to, to attract students from all over the place Absolutely. in the region. Absolutely. It's um, maybe even use the word industrialized. It has totally gone from what was a volunteer. I mean, we are still a volunteer driven organization. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, back then, regional directors, you know, were were volunteer and chapter directors were started off as volunteers. And now it's become, you know, um, so needed and wanted in communities where you have to have full-time professionals on the ground. And a lot of people always think that, you know, the more something looks corporate, the worse it is. But in this case, it seems to have worked well that you're that you are more organized as you just described with real professionals at the helm and it just it, it's attracting so many more thousands of kids. Yeah, we get the opportunity to still do both 
um, the formal and the informal. And I think the emphasis on the informal, the conversations, the mentorship that exists year-round with the advisors or during the summer with the madrichim and the madrichot um, really keeps that volunteer-driven aspect of the organization, you know, at, at the helm, which really encourages kids to come and be open to, to growth and, and to have conversations and to start to discover about their, their heritage, their Judaism. Elliot Tansman's here. We're going to discuss uh, one of the expansions in NCSY Summer's undergone in just a second. Um, when a region or a chapter comes up with an amazing type of event, does that get around? Does it all of a sudden become replicated in other regions and chapters around the country? Absolutely. Uh, part of what I do traveling around the country year-round, you know, I'll be, I, I'm based in New York. I'll be out of New York for six, seven weeks at a time some years, uh, depending on the stretch of the year. And uh, city directors around the country and boards are asking me, what's going on around the country? What is the new, fun, exciting activity? Whether it's a Saturday night activity or whether it's a, a new learning initiative that we can employ in our chapter as well. And the word definitely gets out. And the mentorship programs that we have for the full-time professionals, um, you know, where a city director in Miami might be the mentor for a city director mm -hmm. in Kansas City, those types of mentorship programs are allowing there to be open channels and an open flow of ideas and collaboration throughout the entire NCSY network. Have you seen a great Torah learning initiative recently? Is there something that as you traveled the country that caught your eye that uh, leaders were doing that Ab might actually spread around very soon? Absolutely. We have, you guys are familiar with the uh, Rabbi David Lichtenstein sure. headline sure. book. So we had a city director in Potomac, Maryland, in Greater Washington, Yudi Rizel, who's the director of our BUILD program. He created a teen-focused headline book along with our director of education of National NCSY, Rabbi David Bishefkin. And that type of program, um, which is contemporary, it's, it's halacha in our days, it's something that teens really connect to and that type of idea has been spread around the country. Tremendous. I'd love to see that, by the way. I'd love to see that publication. All right, uh, there's been an expansion, and one that uh, is really interesting because now NCSY Summer, uh, which has been in the United States quite clearly and has really dominated Israeli programs quite clearly, is now found in Australia and New Zealand during this summer. Now, we're very familiar with Kanfe, Benos Kanfe, etc. NCSY felt it valuable to bring it under their umbrella. Explain why. So our, our tagline at NCSY is inspiring the Jewish future. And th there's no bounds to who that is, is applicable for, right. whether it's a public school teen or a, or a, or a Beis Yaakov girl or a yeshiva boy. It's, it's everybody from, from the yeshivish, more right-wing, to the unaffiliated type of teen. And this is a program that is really geared and centered for uh, a type of team that we necessarily haven't been able to reach out to yet in NCSY summer. Thank God, as you said, you know, our numbers right. are growing, but there's still a lot more for us to do. And this is a great, you know, we have a great hold on um, certain schools, you know, in the, let's say in the tri-state area where, you know, we get a, a solid chunk of, as an example, DRS and right. the 10th grade boys. And there are some schools where we're still trying to gain a little bit of traction. And this is a program for us that seemed to be the right partner in order to start building up that name. Did you schools. visit with them this summer? So I did spend um, my first two and a half weeks of the summer a little bit in Baltimore and LA en route to 
Australia and New Zealand with Confey. So what can you tell us about Confey? What was it like? Because none of us have ever been there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long trip. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is quite the long trip. Um, you know, you got you to gotta travel right for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's absolutely incredible. You're getting to see some of the most breathtaking and, and awe-inspiring um, creations of God along the way, whether it's the Milford Sound, um, whether it's you know some of the incredible, um, incredible skylines that you're going to see in Sydney. The weather is incredible, even though it's winter there. Right. You know, so to go skiing in July, right? um, you know, and the, the snow-capped mountains, and and you you wake up. You know, it's almost like you're waking up in, you know, like Colorado or, or Utah every single day. You're just on the mirror type of lakes and you see the reflections and, and to see God there, um, you know, is, is uh, a and once in a lifetime. And the Confe crew has always spoken about the locals, how people in Australia and New Zealand are, are, are so respectful and, you know, bring a certain variety of human being to our students who they may not be that familiar with, frankly. Oh, they're, they're incredibly sweet. They're welcoming. You know, we have a, there's a home hospitality Shabbos that happens in Melbourne, which is incredible. The, the rabbi of the shul of the central synagogue in Sydney spoke to, spoke to the entire group, how it's one of the most inspirational Shabbos. And for them, when, when Confei comes and gets to join, and we, we even spoke to a couple of, uh, of non-Jewish families in New Zealand who talk about how they love opening up their doors and their homes to a lot of Israelis where maybe they're done with uh. the army. They love having Shabbat Friday night meals. And to her, it's so special that she gets to help out, you know, the Jewish people. And she felt it, it you know, it was so important for her to share that message with the teens. And that really took them back. That really made them understand that they're part of something large and incredible. So is it likely that this program will stay with NCSY? God willing. I, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's an incredible program. The, the focus on education is there. Uh, the infrastructure is there. So, you know, God willing, it will be a partnership that can, uh, that can last for a few years. If not Pretty late. amazing. And now we could say that NCSY summer is truly global, right? I mean, now, now it's truly global. Absolutely. You know, we're in the different hemispheres. Right. We're in the different time zones. You know, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely global. Uh, Elliot Tansman. So over 1,400 a year from now, it could be another 100 or two, right? Oh, um, uh, I'd be surprised um, if not. I would be surprised if not. I would be fired if not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you got your livelihood riding on this. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, definitely. So, so um, and sorry for offering me a job. <laughs> sorry you know? for calling your job too easy earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so no, definitely. You know, God willing, we have our 2020 vision, right. which is you know to uh, you know to double all of our numbers, whether that's teens impacted, teens. But inspired. everybody we speak to, their buses are sold out. The bunk beds are in Mechlelet. Kolel has no space. It seems like, I, not to make fun, I'm sure no, you're no. doing a great job when it comes to recruitment, but it seems like everybody's just, you know, at, at its peak at this point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, listen, even Kolel went from, you know, two summers ago, they were at, uh, you know, Maybe 100, 100, 160, 100. Oh, there are 100, Yeah, they're usually around 150, 160. Right. You know, last year, 225. This year, you know, two f 255. You know, if we if I have to build a dorm room myself in order to accommodate the teens that we're going to recruit, you know, and so if you just give me a hammer the space, nails, they will take another fifty. Yeah. Oh, right. absolutely. We I mean, we could have broken three hundred this year on Colo. Absolutely. Right. Uh, pleasure speaking to you. Pleasure. Conti mine. Continued success, Elliot Tansman, director of recruitment for NCSY Summer, and thank you for the report about Australia. Much appreciated. Pleasure's mine. Thanks, Michael.
More coming up. It is a Friday morning. Erev Shabbos here at JM in the AM as we continue. Again, a reminder, New York, candlelighting at 747 on this Erev Shabbos, plus our regular Friday programming, including Naomi Nachman. She'll join us between 9 and 10. 10 o'clock for Mark Zomik's brand new Erev Shabbos show. And um, that program, uh, that, uh, that show, which debuted last night, is uh, going to have its uh, Friday morning debut starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. That goes until 1 o'clock, and then after that, it's going to be the uh, the Arab Shabbos, Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos music mix. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, Siegel with Avrami. Sunday morning, Matis with JM Sunday. And Monday, our Tuba Av special uh, coming up between 6 and 9. Monday mornings, JM in the AM. More coming up from Michlelet with NCSY Summer. You're listening to JM in the AM. <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. Yaakov Shweki on that selection. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Weekly update with Malcolm Holmline returns next week. We'll analyze the news of the day. We're in Michlelet. We're in Israel. Day two of uh, being hosted by the NCSY summer programs. As David Cutler just pointed out a moment ago off the air, a little bit calmer and quieter during this program than during Thursday's show. when We were live from the uh, NCSY Yom NCSY celebration, and that's what it was, a big celebration. David Cutler is the director of NCSY Summer Programs. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. I don't know if it's morning or nighttime. <laughs> 12 o'clock, I guess, is the afternoon here. You feel a little bit more uh, calm than compared to the last time we spoke? Calm, yes. <laughs> Tired, yes. But also, Baruch Hashem, it was... Uh, the night was great. Mordechai Shapiro rocked the house. It was great. Yeah, he certainly was uh, a big attraction for everybody and lived up to his reputation. Came through with a great performance. And it's I, I said this to you last night, but now I could say it in a, in a much calmer and more understandable fashion. You have the unique um, privilege of overseeing a program that truly goes across the board that truly attracts people from very diverse geographic and religious backgrounds which is really amazing and i've met some incredible superstars here today the two people you sent us from tjj who were able to describe the type of program that's attracting um, young people from all across north america who may not have experienced a shabbos in their lives whose parents may not be that enthusiastic with them going to israel certainly aren't used to sending their kids to israel like other communities may be uh, Leah Moscovich, Give West. I didn't. I don't know if you thought that a program that you know was a takeoff, so to speak, on Give Israel would work in the United States. Seems to be working really, really well, to say the least. Um, we of course are here in Mechlelet, which seems to be bursting at the seams, and would appreciate the <laughs> would appreciate you figuring out a way to accommodate more students, frankly, <laughs> which is yeah. A we're problem. trying to expand. They don't want to expand anymore <laughs> here, but we, we literally we literally had to add bunk beds into the dorms and uh, expand to be here. But the, the, the beauty of NCSY is exactly what you said, our diversity. Last night, you should know, our, we, we changed the program last night. <clears throat> Excuse me. We, we basically cut down. You'll notice there wasn't a keynote speech last right. night. There were no speakers. The, the focus last night was the concert. And we wanted the TJJ kids, the public school kids, to dance with our yeshiva kids and everyone dancing together. At the, and the focus was for everyone at the end of the night at 10 o'clock to get up and dance together and, and really party together because like, we are one Jewish family. And what we did last night is we had Mordechai Shapiro. We, we pre, pre-arranged what his songs were going to be, and we gave out the songs both to all the oh. programs. So all the programs, the public school kids and the yeshiva kids all knew which, program, which songs we were going to sing, and that's why everyone was together and knew they knew what was coming. And it was, uh, it, it was great just to see all the yellow shirts from the TJJ kids and all the other shirts from all the other yeshiva programs all dancing. That was the whole point of last night is everyone up and dancing together. And it was fantastic. Yeah, I said last night that because of all these NCSY summer programs that you're adding, soon you'll be run out of, you're going to be running out of colors. That's <laughs> true, by the way. It's, it's, not, it's not a joke, but that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> you let somebody else worry about yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what the design guys have to do. <laughs> also, one thing we continue to learn is so many of these programs, maybe all of them at this point, have a waiting list. There is a demand for every one of these, and it's pretty Thank remarkable God. that you're uh, enjoying such success. So one, yeah, one of the things we're really working on, we're actually working right now. We're, we are full blast. As I sent you last night, you saw it, I sent an email after the program right. reserved the date for next year for Yeoman CSY. We're, we're in full blast for summer 2018. Our tickets are ordered. Our dates are fairly, unless that law comes to us with some problems, but our dates are ordered. Our, our flights are, are pretty much booked. Um, so we're completely in, in 2018 mode, and uh, 
we're, we're figuring out ways to expand, literally expand, uh, expand the walls of Yerushalayim to really be able to expand our, our programs. Our TJJ buses are going to grow by at least one to anywhere from one to three more buses next year. We're adding those four new programs to work. We're working with Ichod Atzala next year. To, to, we're very excited to run a, a program for anybody who's interested in becoming a paramedic or an EMT or being, a, you know, into going into medicine to, to get a first. And you'll get you'll get a certificate here in Israel that is certified by the American Medical Association uh, to be a first responder. To a, a surfing program we're going to have next year, and then a program to, we're adding to our girls' repertoire program of having a girls' program going to Europe and Israel. Uh, so the idea is, in case we can't, again, our program, our Kolo program, they, they are stuffed beyond belief there in Beit Meir. We literally added four new classrooms, a complete new Chadar uh, Ochel that we built. And uh, so we're, 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 we're fully working for next summer to see how we can expand and get everybody in, in our doors because it's, uh, it's critical. We're talking about changing the, the lives of kids and their families. Of and course. And their families. Hatzala surfing, you mentioned <coughs> uh, the girls, Europe and Israel. Was there a fourth that I'm yeah, missing? Yeah, there was a fourth. So we have the 4G, you have the, uh, the Hatzala, and then we have the, um, our impact program. We have a Chesed program that we're basically starting for public school kids. We have a Chesed program for girls, like the Give Israel and Give West. And now we're going to do the same thing for public school kids. It's going to be a social action, social entrepreneurship, social action program here in Israel that basically spends four weeks, again, going around Israel and, and performing acts of chesed here. Last night we met and helped me, uh, I forget his name at the moment, the head of the intern program. Adam Simon. Adam Simon. Made quite an impression on this audience. It's been fantastic. A, I don't know how you find these people, men he, and he women. Worked, he but worked for NCSY in, in San Diego, made Aliyah. And we actually but developed a unique program for you. Yeah. So we, 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 we thought of the idea, and then he completely – that's the beauty. The beauty of our program is that we, our directors have a lot of autonomy, and they really they, – they, it's a lot of – like you met Leah Moscovich. Right. Give West has become her program. She, her stamp, her personal stamp is on that Give West. And it's based full, on their personality. I mean. Full and overfull. We, uh, again, we were right. We, have, we, had, we had to turn down 10 kids on that program this summer, yeah. a girl, program of 44 girls. And uh, so this program, these programs also, the new programs will take on the identities of, of their directors. Adam Simon has done an incredible job. Hadassah Hospital, the WZO, all the different organizations we're working with in internships this year. It's going, it's going fantastically well. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app, David Cutler is here. Director of NCSY Summer Programs. We, we thought that uh, Arye Frankel would join us. He's not able to. And I mentioned that because you just mentioned a moment ago that you have your tickets booked <coughs> for next summer. Could you give us, and he would have done this, of course, could you give us just a taste of what it's like having buses go up and down and across this country constantly, logistically, and, of course, uh, just you know, finding space, campuses. Like, for instance, the, the new intern program, I said I knew a couple of people who were serving as his as his staff members, I said, where are you? Where, where you know, like, like hasn't every area of Israel, certainly in Yushalayim, been taken at this point, you know, to be utilized during the summer? You, you must spend part of the year just looking for, for locations like that. So we that. do. That, like you said, Masai Yehudi really is, a, is, they're not just a tour provider or like a vendor that we use. They're our partners, and they're, they're always on the hunt for, for new locations for us. We book, our hotels are booked a year and a half in advance. In Yerushalayim here, all the hotels, the, the, the Jerusalem Gate Hotel, the Bayavagan Youth Hostel, the, uh, the, the King's Hotel. They know already the, when they know. We, lit- we literally book a hotel 18 months in advance. We're not even uh, for the TJJ program because in this, this coming Shabbos, Shabbos Nachamu, where all, all 13 TJJ buses are here in Yerushalayim. It's over 500. Again, so they're spread out. Yeah, 500 plus the guests, plus the people that are in from the regions for the Shabbos. We're going to have this Friday night at Eshat Torah. Uh, I guess people won't necessarily get this on time for that, but <laughs> we're going to have five 
uh, buses of TJJ eating together a meal Friday night in the Aisha Torah Center with Rabbi Berg. And then two more programs joining them, the Joel Program and the Ambassadors Program, joining them for a tish. There are going to be seven programs and a tish in the Old City on the Friday night in Yerushalayim. It's going to be, it's not normal. So we are, like I said, we're in full mode ready for next summer. And even the summer after that, to really book our hotels and to all, we're always coming up. Baruch Hashem, we're a conscious organization, so the OU is working with us to find new locations and to make sure that even a, a place that might not necessarily be Mahadran, we are working with that location to bring in the proper mm-hmm. hashgacha and the proper products so we can stay at different locations. And uh, that's why working for a conscious organization is very cool. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, you know, you're able to provide for everybody, those who have, uh, who have different standards for yep. conscious. Yeah, we're all, that's why the OU makes everything uh, up to the Mahadran standards, and we're we're always looking for new places to work with, and uh, it is that's the, that's the challenge in Yerushalayim next summer to have uh, you know 16, 17 buses in Yerushalayim for Shabbos Nachamu next Shabbos next year. That'll be great, unbelievable. Um, you, you get this unique perspective. Uh, we've touched on this before, but people don't realize that most directors of programs don't have this benefit of watching. Uh, people of all religious backgrounds working together and, and, and growing together and experiencing all of this together. And whether it's TJJ and, and uh, you know, uh, other programs that may attract you know, yeshiva students, etc., it is really remarkable how, this, how these summer programs reflect what NCSY is doing. NCSY in the United States has somehow, and I don't know how they've done this, <laughs> has somehow been able to incorporate being a Kirov organization while at the same time being a youth group for regular Orthodox kids. I don't know how they've done that. That's what makes us so unique because we're, we are really, depending on what community we're in, we're in every community, right? So we're putting people in that community that can relate both to the public school kids and to the yeshiva population. And there's been a debate for many years, which population should we focus on? And the answer is yes. We really, we really, how can I don't we, know we how don't, they've done we it. We can't focus on only one without the other. And, uh, and the beauty of what we do is that we really, tonight, for example, is a perf- tonight's Thursday night, God willing, in the Mishmar, in the Kolel program, SCSY Kolel, there are three TJJ buses of boys coming in for the Mishmar program tonight to the Kolel so program. So they'll be learning all together. They'll be them. learning together, having a And a lot of these boys from TJJ don't, they've never been to a program. from almost zero background, <laughs> but they're, they're coming tonight, and, and it's a beautiful, the collaboration, the camaraderie, and they literally sing them out of the base matters when they're done. You know, six more days. Well, one more day till Shabbos. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's an amazing thing. And uh, to see there'll be a CMA tonight, God willing, at you know 11:30 in the base medrash, and uh, to see to see them, we want to expand our walls to really on, on that campus because so many TJJ buses come in and with the Kolel. The Kolel is the center, right? And, uh, and to to work together, oh, the Kolel's here. <laughs> Imagine to, that. Good timing. You know, the, for them to to host the uh, the TJJ boys in their base medrash is incredible. David Cutler, he directs NCSY summer programs. Really remarkable work. Thank you again for your hospitality. Thank you. Really, it's, it's an honor Continue to have you Continue to Shep Nachas. A okay. lot of Nachas last night. NCSY's Yom NCSY. And a lot of Nachas. Will you be there tonight, by the way? Will you be at H tonight? I will. Which part of H? Well, you're, t- you're there tonight, for the tonight meeting for the Friday night. Oh, absolutely. You'll 100%. be there. I will be there tonight. Yeah, so God you'll willing, see it. It's going to be and incredible. And plus, yeah. you'll be at the CM in, uh, in Kolo yeah, on Thursday night. Yeah, it's an incredible thing. It's, uh, these, this is why I'm here. I, obviously, a free trip to Israel is fantastic, <laughs> but you, you have to enjoy the fruits of your labor. We work all year for this to happen, and this, this six-week period to see everybody together and the collaboration and the camaraderie and the, the learning. Everyone is sitting in a beautiful base medrash, whether you're in Beit Meir or Beit Shemesh or wherever you are in the country. Uh, there's nothing like it. It's the most fulfilling experience you can imagine. Kolakavod, David. Thank you. And by the way, a big thank you to Amy Moskov 
who again has proven she knows how to produce radio shows. She's awesome. And that's, by the way, the, the secret, people ask me, what's we the We're praising thing? Amy. She's not even here. I don't yeah, know what so happened she to walked her. Out. People ask me. <laughs> she's working. <laughs> the one thing that I've learned over the past 12 and a half years here in, in the OU NCSY is you're only as successful as your staff. And uh, when, I, when we, have the, we have the most incredible summer program directors and their staffs and the people in the national office, national NCSY, um, they, they work like nothing else. There's, there's no such thing as a clock. We're, we're sending emails at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning all year round, not just over right. the summer. And uh, the people, that's what makes us successful, the people behind the scenes, the people who run the programs, whether you're having the deep, mean, meaningful conversation with the kids or you're designing the websites or I answering the parents' emails. Uh, we have the most incredible staff who work for us, and that's what makes us successful. Thank you, David. Thank Continued you, sir. Success. Appreciate it. Thank you it's so amazing. much. Amazing. David great. Cutler, everybody, director of NCSY Summer Programs. Can't get enough of this stuff. Pretty amazing. More coming up. It's a JMNAM Friday, Erev Shabbos at JMNAM. <laughs>
In the AM, that comes from Shabbos with the Werdigers, and uh, we are set for Rabbi Yunin. Uh, again, a reminder that our weekly update with Malcolm Homeline returns one week from now, 7.40 Eastern Time, Friday morning next week here at JM in the AM. We are uh, at um, Michlelet in Israel 
on an Erev Shabbos Nachamu, Erev Shabbos Parshas via Schanan with candlelighting in New York at 747. By the way, I wanted to take this opportunity and wish a mazel tov to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Elliot Kaplan on the Lower East Side and to the Kaplan and Siegel families. Uh, the uh, big wedding, Tsiona and uh, Avram Eliezer uh, got married uh, last night and he's in Brooklyn, New York, and we say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And I also want to remind everybody in Queens that Rabbi Rakefet is coming to the uh, Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills later today at 6.30 tonight before Mincha in the main shul. He'll speak on positive developments in the Torah scene in Israel. Shalosh Shudas after Mincha at 7.40 tomorrow. He'll speak on Moscow Revisited, a miracle in our times. Rabbi Rakefet spending Shabbos Nachamu at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Information contact the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. This time each and every Friday morning, every era of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas for Eschanan. Not by chance, the rabbis set it up that the Shabbos after Tisha B'Av, we read Parshas for Eschanan. This is also Shabbos Nachamu, as it comes from the Haftorah, from chapter 40 in Yeshayahu, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. Literally, the Navi says, comfort, comfort my people. Now, I'd like to suggest something which to me is exceptionally meaningful. If I were to ask anyone, where is this Nechama coming from? So you're going to say to me, from the prophet Yeshaya. And you are certainly right. Because as we say in the bracha, after each time we read a Haftorah, the davar echod midvarecha, achor lo yashuv reikam, the words of the Navi, every single word will come true. Which is why we didn't say Tachanun on Tisha B'Av. We did not say Ovinu Malkinu on Tisha B'Av. Which is why we have the incredible resiliency that just a few days ago we were sitting on the ground and we are crying. And this Shabbos we are on our way, our way to Nechama. So it's not only the Novi Yeshaya, which is comforting us, but I'd like to suggest that the very reading of Parshas Va'eschanan with its twelve mitzvos, eight positive, and four restrictions, the Kriyas HaTorah itself is a form of Nechama. And what do I mean? I'd like to contrast this week's parsha with last week's parsha. Last week's parsha of Devarim, which is read annually before Tisha B'Av, contained but two mitzvos, and those two mitzvos did not apply to any one of us listening individually. What does that mean? It applied, these are mitzvos tziburi. It's a mitzvah on the community, to, to com- to appoint one proper judges and then that that judge who is appointed should be an honest judge and not be intimidated by any other litigants. That was last week. Take a look this week you have among the mitzvahs and we'll discuss this in a moment you have the mitzvah of the Aserah Sadibros Anochi Hashem 
that the existence of God, the belief in God is found in this week's parasha. And aside from the rest of the Ten Commandments, you have the mitzvah of Kriyashma, to recite morning and night, literally our pledge of allegiance to Hashem. We had the Pledge of Allegiance concept first, and we have it every night and every morning. Inside that Pledge of Allegiance, as we'll see, is the mitzvah to love God, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, the mitzvah of Tefillin Shel Yad, the mitzvah of Tefillin Shel Rosh, the mitzvah of Mezuzah, and at the end of the parsha is the prohibition of intermarriage. And so, I want to take it from a different perspective. I want to say that the Torah itself gives us the Chama, the Torah itself and the mitzvos to which it has is presenting that the word mitzvah from the Hebrew word tsevet, tzadivav, vav tav, or the Aramaic word tzavta, which means to bind. These mitzvos bind the Jew to Hashem. So the mitzvot themselves create a state of being of Nechama, that just as on Tisha B'av, we felt distanced on this Shabbos Nachamu, we begin to feel a closeness to Hashem. The Sefer Achinoch writes in his introduction, and this is so important, that there are six mitzvos tadiros. Tadiros means that there are six mitzvos that are literally constant. Always, capital A, always there. Always that a Jew should ideally have this in his mind as we go about our day. And take a look and see, I believe, that four out of these six mitzvos are found in Parshas the first of these six is la'amin to believe. Sheyesh Eloha Echod Ba'olam. I'm reading from the Be'er Halacha, the commentary of the Chafetz Chaim Zechatzadik Levracha, at the very beginning of the Shulchan Aruch. This is the second Be'er Halacha in the Mishnah Brura. So the first mitzvah which is a constant mitzvah, is to believe in Hashem and to understand that this comes from the first of the Ten Commandments, Onochi Hashem Elokecha, and the fact that it says that He took us out of Egypt is not simply a historical fact. It's to teach that as He was integrally involved in every aspect of our life then, so too is he involved in every aspect of our life now. That's the first of the six. And the second of the six is, Shalona min bishum Elohim zula so. That is to believe in no power other than Hashem. And that too comes from this week's parsha, the second of the Ten Commandments, Lo Elohim Achirim Al Ponoi. And that is, what does that mean in simple English? That there is no room for any kind of shituf. What does that mean? Of sharing God, no room for a trinity, no room for anything but the belief in one God, which is so, and He alone 
is able and does. He needs no help. He's There is no concept of time with Hashem. Past, present, and future is all one, as indeed his name is. The third of the six is Liyachado, which is found in this week's parasha, to believe in the oneness of Hashem. And so when we say Shema, Yisrael. It doesn't only mean listen, Israel. It means listen as I declare with absolute conviction, with absolute certainty, an incredible sense of being positive. Shema, I proclaim Yisrael. Literally, I'm proclaiming to Yisrael our Av, Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yisrael, as his children did and recited Shema Yisrael according to the Talmud. But it means that we are speaking and we are telling one another Shema Yisrael. Literally, we are speaking about Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, the oneness of God. Okay, and that is so important, and that is that once again, he alone is the one who is mashkiach, supervises, controls, and brings about a beautiful world, word, the destiny of man, and specifically the destiny of the Jew. The fourth mitzvah of the six is li'ava, to love Hashem, I love God. That's proclaimed every day in the Shema. You are to love God. Now, how does it come? How do you come to love God? Number one, every morning, every night, before we say the Shema, what is the bracha that we say before the Shema? Ohev Amo Yisrael, that God loves the Jewish people. And therefore, it's easy to reciprocate love when you know that love is being directed towards you. And go further, says the actual Shema itself. How do we come to love God? Literally, by knowing and studying His Torah. The more the Jew studies His Torah, the more the Jew lives His Torah, the more God, the Jew realizes how much he loves Judaism, how much he loves God. When the rabbis say that more than the Jews have kept the Shabbos, the Shabbos has kept the Jew. You speak to anyone who is Shomer Shabbat, forget about the fact they wouldn't give it up for a million dollars, but you don't understand, it's their life. It's such a gift, it's such a present. And so when we say it's me'ain olam haba, it's literally a taste of the world to come. It's true. Shabbos is such a gift from God. And the more you study about Shabbos and the more you keep Shabbos, this is such a present. So this is the fourth of the constant mitzvos, li'ava, to love Hashem. And the fifth of the a constant mitzvot is lios yiras Hashem. A person is to fear Hashem, to recognize that He's there all over, and so he should conduct himself in a proper way, and hopefully abstain from sin. And that's found in next week's parsha of Ekev. And finally, the sixth one, which is found in the third paragraph of the Shema at the end of parsha Shlach, Shelo Natur. Achar Machsheves Halev 
literally, not to stray from Hashem with my heart or my eyes. So four out of these six are found in Parshas for Eschanan. What an incredibly powerful parsha! And so once again, the parsha itself is one that gives us Nechama. I just want to remind everyone that this coming Monday is Tuba'av. And if you go to the end of the Gemara Tanis, 30b, you're told that there are some very special things that happen on Tuba'av. And the first thing the Talmud tells us is Yom Shehutru Shvatim Lavo Zebozeh. This was the day that the tribes were permitted to intermarry. In other words, a girl from one tribe can marry a man from another tribe. And so this increased Shiduchim and increased Jewish homes and increased Shechina be Israel. And going further, the Talmud tells us that aside from Shevet Binyamin, which was permitted now, once again, the tribes will take a look in the Gemara. I can't go into each of these things now, but I just want you to understand that the Talmud says that this was the day that they stopped dying in the Midbar. Now, what does that mean very quickly? When the decree came that, unfortunately, those that believed the decree the uh, report of the spies. They were destined to die in the desert. So they didn't die throughout the year. They each dug a grave on the night of Tisha B'Av. And so every year 15,000 died. On the last year, the 15,000 thought they made a mistake because they woke up in the morning. And each night they went back into the grave until Tuba'av. They looked up, they saw the full moon and they realized that Shem had forgiven the last 15,000 and allowed them to go into Eretz Yisrael. It's a day of divine winking to the Jewish people. And that is so important. If you go further in the Gemara there, it's a day that Betel Hosea ben Eilah, the king removed the pros dios, the, um, those, uh, what do you call it, when you are um, unfortunately not permitted to go, okay? There were barriers that Yeruvim ben Nevat prevented Jews from going to Aliyah Loregel. He was afraid if they would go, they would join the tribe of Yehuda. And so he put roadblocks, that's the word I was looking for. And these roadblocks were taken down. And again, a day the Jews got closer to Hashem. And the Talmud continues and says, this is the day that the unbelievable miracle that we say in our Birkas HaMazon every day, the fourth bracha of Atova Metiv, that the dead of Betar, thousands and thousands of corpses for two and a half years were not buried. Hashem provided a miracle. Hatov Shalom Hisrichu. It means that Hashem made a miracle that these bodies did not decay in the sense that they did not give off disease. And finally, Vametiv, the bracha, Tov Vametiv, the fourth bracha, literally Hashem confers good. What does that mean? Shenitnu Likfura, that they had burial. The Talmud tells us this is the day they stopped bringing the wood because the wood that was brought to the Mizbeach had to be completely dry. And after this, the, the summer intensity begins to wane. What emerges from all this is that this Shabbos, 
of Parshas Ve'eschanan. And this Monday of Tuba'av is an opportunity for us to realize that we are the beneficiaries of Hashem's wink. I just want to conclude with a little bit of an ouch, and that is as follows. When I was growing up, as so many listening here, the term six million to us meant only one thing, that there were six million Kedoshim, unfortunately, six million who died in the Shoah, in the Holocaust. Now, listen carefully, at that time, there was approximately six million Jews living in the United States. Now, there are six million Jews, Cain Yerbu, living in Eretz Yisrael. But here comes a big ouch. Now, there's less than six million Jews living in the United States. The mitzvah of the prohibition of intermarriage, which happens to be mitzvah, tough, chaf, zayin, the 427th mitzvah, according to the Chinuch, is a terrible ouch. Hearing this, we should all try our best to make shiduchim, to make shiduchim within the observant Jewish community, to take a time. There, there are unfortunately so many who need shiduchim. And stop without meaning those who are not yet. Let them marry, please God, Jewish. That's such an important concept. And that's what this parsha is teaching us. And I pray that our learning the parsha, our living the parsha, will hopefully make that term, six million, once again, positive, as long as we are still here in Golos. Shabbat Shalom to all. J.M. in the A.M. on a Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Thanks very much to Rabbi Yudin for his words about Erev Shabbos uh, Nachamu, Erev Shabbos Parshas V'yashanon. Uh, in a much calmer atmosphere than the last time we spoke with him, Rabbi Moshe Benevitz, the director of NCSY Kolel, is here, and he'll be introducing us to some of the Kolel participants coming up here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Benevitz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Great to be back. Oh, we, I knew we had to do something. <laughs> we had to turn on Rabbi Benevitz's microphone. It's great to be back. It's I appreciate that. It is a much calmer atmosphere. You could right say that, that again. Your impressions of last night's Yom NCSY. Oh, we're still on a high. It was absolutely uh, Have they awoken yet, the students? Oh, they have. <laughs> Eight o'clock chakras this morning. They were there, full, huh? full morning Seder. <laughs> now, that's really one of the great things about it. These these types of events, whether it's our Tulim or the sports, they, they kind of feed off each other. They don't drain them and then make it impossible to do the learning. It's exactly the opposite. It gives everybody the strength kind of to... You know, to move forward, the energy level this morning in the base medrash with the learning matched what we saw last night at the concert at Yom NCSY. By the way, really did you incredible. notice how nice the uh, girls' base medrash is here at Michal? That's beautiful. They're yes. very nice, uh, right? Very, very nice. And by the way, I should be careful what I say because you actually have a beautiful base medrash as well. So. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but, yeah, but, we but I can understand this being the envy of certain yeshivas in Israel. Um, so we, we got David Cutler's impression of the... Um, event that's happening tonight, and again, just so our listeners are clear, even though they've just heard Rabbi Yudin address uh, par, uh, you know, Arab Shabbos Nachamu, we are discussing all of this Thursday here at JM in the AM. Is that good? Ooh, sorry about that. Um, tonight, what again for us is Thursday night, you have a unique event in the base medrash at NCSY Kolel. Uh, the TJJ students, and we had a wonderful um, 
analysis and discussion about TJJ with two fabulous leaders a few minutes ago. Uh, and then CSY Call will be together in the base Medrash. What are your impressions? And you've seen this before, I'm sure. sure. What are your impressions of what's going to happen tonight at Coel? We've actually had the opportunity even earlier this summer to do it a couple of times. Mm. Every summer we host as many of the other NCSY groups and particularly uh, the incredible group that comes from TJJ to our base Medrash. The way in which they're integrated, they provide energy and lift. They're not just there to receive what we're giving in some type of imbalance. Well, many way. of them, I assume, have never... Study oh, this this will be a lot of their first experience right. in a base matters like this. All of their peers, though, they're walking into a place where they feel so at home, so connected and welcome. In fact, one of the uh, three boys that you're going to meet with in a minute, one of our very proud COLA members of the summer is an alumnus of TJJ. Uh, so you can have an interesting conversation with him <laughs> about that. You'll meet him uh, very, very quickly. Uh, but tonight we have uh, three groups, three whole groups that are coming to be in the base matters. The Thursday night Mishmar program, which I know you yourself have yeah. witnessed in the past in a variety of uh, capacities and times. That's an effective uh, program. It's, it's amazing what goes on there. There's, there's food and there's excitement and there's just this unbelievable energy in that base medrash on a Thursday night. It's like nothing else. So it'll be, it'll be over 400 people that are learning there, including these three groups from TJJ who are treated like the kings that they are. They just uh, walk in and they are welcomed. Uh, we'll probably sing a little bit with them. We'll dance a little bit with them. We'll eat a little bit with them and we'll do a whole lot of learning too. Where will Kolel be for Shabbos? We are in for Shabbos Nachamu. There's nothing like Shabbos Nachamu on the NCSY Kolel. Uh, it's a highlight of every summer, and we try to, we're always together Shabbos Nachamu. Sometimes that's our Shabbos, which we spend off campus, uh, but most years, and this year included, will be in Beit Meir. It will be, uh, it'll be extraordinary. And what will turn out to be the most interesting off-campus Shabbat of the summer? Well, we have one. We were in the old city for Shabbos, and it was actually on the heels of, uh, of some of the disruptions that were taking place in the old city. The old city was closed until about noon that Friday a couple of weeks ago, which I'm sure your audience uh, remembers sure. well, everything that was going on there. We were one of the first groups to be back in there. Uh, we were safe and secure. It was actually one of the more serene Shabbos that I remember in the old city in a long time because there was a lack of other tourists there. Davening at the Kotel that Friday night was such a powerful statement. And listen, it's always an amazing experience to dive at the Kotel, but you can imagine that Friday with everything else that was going on around, to sing Kabbalah Shabbos and to dance at that Kotel that Friday night was, uh, was like nothing else. It was an incredible Shabbos. If I ask the teens that you brought along for their impressions of the uh, best moment of Kolel this summer, will they have an answer for that? They, I hope so. There have been but some highlights? They'll probably think? be a hard, hard for them to choose from, oh, really? but uh, I think they'll difficult. come up with something uh, good. Uh, let's start with someone who's uh, local for our community. Where is uh, David Mandel? David Mandel, welcome. Oh, I had a feeling. So you're Bernice's grandson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's great. Uh, a big, big, big hello to uh, Aryeh and Batya. Those are your parents. And uh, Mora Bernice, as I pointed out. And Benji. I got to be careful, right? That's your grandpa. Yep, yep. Got to say hi to him as well. So you're in Passaic, New Jersey, and uh, you decided to come to Colo this summer. How's that's it going right. so far? It's awesome. Having a great time. What are some of the highlights so far? Anything you could point out that's been really spectacular? Uh, really everything about it. It's, it's really awesome. The, uh, the leagues, the, the, the Shabbos in there, everything is, is really great. The trips and 
So even when your madrichim are trying to pull you out of bed to go to Shacharis, or, well, I don't know, in your case, maybe you're there before they are. I have no idea. <laughs> but there are some boys, right, Rabbi Venets, who need a little bit of uh, encouragement to get to the minion on time? Sure, they're okay. normal teenagers. <laughs> so so even right. when that happens, or even if, uh, you know, it's been a late night and you guys are traveling back from somewhere, all these moments are wonderful moments. They're all great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Did someone suggest you to go to Kolel? How do you even discover that this program exists? Um, Rabbi Benevitz is does a great job recruiting um so when he uh came to school and i uh found out about it and i just decided from so that if day. Rabbi benefits would not have walked into your school you would probably not be here uh i'd probably find out about it anyways from right. the name but <laughs> that probably uh brought me all the way oh that's very cool all right david mandel Passaic, new jersey you better send regards to your whole family from us all right uh, is this common that you'll be in a school by benefits and see people's uh, see boys eyes light up when you describe the program there listen we uh, we got a great product we know that and to be able to walk around the country fly around the country and speak about all our programs is a is a big big thrill for me you're talking about things that you know are great you know we're going to make a difference and you know that there's going to be a payoff when it comes to the summer and uh, there's no greater feeling than that i have to point out right benefits <laughs> in, in the role as managing director has to make sure to give equal time to all the programs sure. so you're right that you're but they're, they're easy sells. They're easy sells, even every one of them. I got you. All right, let's move on to uh, uh, to Jonathan Maylove. Jonathan is from Miami, I am told, and you, Rabbi Benevitz, indicated that he's a TJJ alum. How do you like that? Yeah. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank so you for having me. was TJJ last summer or the summer before that? It yeah, was last, last summer? summer. Last summer I was on TJJ. All right, could you do me a favor? And I, I, I don't know how articulate you are. I hope that you're, you're, you're ready to speak about this. Could you describe your first week in TJJ for me? Was it completely unfamiliar to you? Was it stuff that you were you were already familiar with? What was it like at the very beginning of the program? So, first of all, TJJ is an indescribable program. You can't really put it into words. It really limits what the program was. But I I wasn't like the majority of the kids on TJJ. I did grow up with a with a strong Jewish education for the most part, and. What TJJ did for me, I don't know about for other kids, is that it really just brought me back. I, I, I kind of stepped off a little, but TJJ for me, it brought me back and it, it really showed me like who my people are, like what I am, who I am, and what I'm connected to. So back to my question about the first few days, you, you got right into it at that point or not? I think that it's a process and what, the, what they're best at, like what you just asked Rabbi Benevitz, do you right. pull kids out of bed for shockers? It's not like that, you know. Um, TJJ, what they're best at and what Ensisai is good at in general is that they, they don't like to push you because they know if they push you that you might be turned off from it. And so they, they're very good at just letting you find your way. So I wouldn't say it was like in the first few days I was just already in, but it's a process. It's really a process. That's what's beautiful about NTSY in general, that it's not just a summer program. It's not just a few days. It's like all year round, and um, they're really there for you to grow in general. Oh, you're going to make the Miami contingent of lay leaders who are here very happy with your statements about Miami and NCSY down there. They're very, they're, they're very proud about what's going on down in yeah, Florida definitely. with NCSY, and I'm sure I benefit see some great uh, fruits of their products and, and labor down there. Um, Jonathan Malo from Miami, TJJ alum. So at the end of the summer last year, was it already in your head that you're going to go to Colel this summer? Um, it wasn't in my head that I was coming to Colel, that's for sure, but what were you I already knew what I, I, I already knew what I was going to, what I wanted to do by the end of the summer, but Colel got to me because I love NCSY and I was looking through the programs and it was just most appealing to me. So I didn't really like 
have my mind on cola until like about November. But you knew you'd be in some NCSY program. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, I did. Wow, very cool. You do any recruiting for TJJ? Has anybody asked you big about time, it? Big time, big time. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so any Floridians who are at TJJ, they probably have to credit you, huh? <laughs> I hope so, I hope so. Very nice. Well, a pleasure to meet you. Thank and you. And conti continue your amazing journey. It sounds like you're doing really nicely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Avery uh, Amster is with us. Avery is from Chicago, Illinois. A North Sider, I assume. Yeah. So you're a big Cubs fan. I'm a big Cubs Congratulations, fan. sir. <laughs> Thank you. We feel the need to always point <laughs> that out, right? Benefits, you've met others, I'm sure, from the Windy City who I take great have. pride in their team. Am I right? So they're doing well, thank God. And I hope you're doing well as well. Baruch Hashem. When did you first find out about uh, NCSY Colo? Um, a lot of recruiting goes on in the school. My school pushes it a lot. Which is your school? Uh, Skokie Yeshiva. Nice. Are they pushing, Yeshiva High school. They're pushing NCSY Colo? Yeah. That's great. Um, a lot of people from NCSY in Chicago come to the school two or three times throughout the year, and they push the program. So that kind of put it in my head. And then... My parents wanted me to go. I wanted to go. A lot of my friends were doing it. So I all just everything kind of clicked, and I decided and it was the right program for me. Very nice. Are there a lot of Illinois boys in NCSY Cola? Uh, there's six of us who came. Very nice. Good contingent, Yeah, to say the least. All right, I asked if anybody would be prepared <laughs> to share a little bit of Torah with us because, as Ray Benefits always points out, you know, the basketball is great at NCSY Coel. And the kumzitzes are fantastic, and the music and the food and everything is wonderful. But there's also a little bit of Torah being studied. About Every right? once in a while. <laughs> yeah, Every here and there. Every there. once in a while. And I asked Rai Benefits last night, I'd like your impression. Do you, do you get a kick out of the fact that so many prominent Rashi Yeshiva come and enjoy your company? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's an amazing thing to see. You know, you see all the, all, a lot of um, amazing Rabbana who come, and... The amount of Torah that they know is—I mean, it's not—you don't—you can't even like think about the amount of Torah yeah. that they know. But just watching them, it's just like a whole different world. They're it's, good at yeah, it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Avery Amster is going to share something with us. Go right ahead, Avery. Um, so this week's parsha is parsha about Um There's a lot of things to talk about in this parsha, like Sarah Debros, Iri Miklot. So I think one of the most famous parts that I think everyone can connect to is you say Shema. The first par the first paragraph of Shema is is in this week's parsha. So we say we say it paragraph three times a day. Um, so there's there's three parts of Shema. The first part is Amuna. We say we say Shema Yisrael Shem Elkeinu Hashem Echad. That we believe there's there's one God. And we believe and we you know we, we and so it's not, I think when we say that it's not only we say that oh uh, there's a God I believe in but I think we say that He exists and that He exists and that He um and He cares about us individually as people and. And he's there, and he'll do whatever we need, and whatever you know, what he knows what's good for us. The second part is that we serve Hashem. Uh, we know that we're supposed to love Hashem, and, and we're supposed to serve Him with everything that we have. And I think just serving Hashem is a big part in the, in the first in the first paragraph of Shema. And the third thing is there's two mitzvahs here. There's the mezuzah and the tefillin. So there's similar ideas, but on two totally different levels. Mezuzah um, is to um, is to it's to create a kedusha in a home, into a house. So there's halacha that in a shul you don't. You don't put mezuzah. I mean, nowadays we do put a mezuzah because shoals are used for other things now. Um, but there's a that you don't put a um, mezuzah in a shoal. So we say why? Because there's already kedusha there. So the reason we put a mezuzah in our house is to show us to remind us of where we're from and that everywhere we go there is kedusha and there's Hashem. So I think it all goes back to the first part of Amuna. And the second thing is the tefillin. So we say what thing, the same thing the mezuzah does for our house, tefillin does for our bodies. Um, so we say ukshartem, ukshartem leos. That tefillin are an os because, they are, because there's a sign between us and God. The only other two mitzvahs that are called an os are Shabbos and Brismila. So the mitzvahs tefillin are, is a daily reminder of everyone's personal connection to Hashem and the responsibility that, um, 
that comes to that relationship. So is the whole thing, the, the entire paragraph of Shema is about the, is about your per, the personal connection to Hashem. It's that I have faith in God and He, and he cares about me, say Shema Yisrael, and that I have a responsibility to serve God with whatever I have. And we say, um, um, we say with your heart and soul possessions, and then we say, you have a job to get Kedusha in my house, and I have a job to keep my own connection with Hashem. So I think what this entire paragraph of Shema is telling us to remind us where we're from, and that even though it might not, you know, sometimes you get into a hard situation, and it might not, and you might like, you know, look to Hashem and say, and say like, what's happening? Why is this happening? That everything is going to turn out the best, and that He's always there. Avery, that was phenomenal, right, Benavitz? You agree with me? Weekly spot. I think you have a, a good candidate. Torah from uh, from Skokie. Avery, from Avery Amster, Amster, the pride of Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> coming through with a beautiful vart. I loved it. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you for sharing it with us. That's great. Now you know why I blame Rabbi Benavitz for all the um, young people from NCSY Cola who end up going back Shana Bet to Israel <laughs> because they've picked up all of this after 10th grade and, and all of a sudden they fall in love with Torah. That's the goal. That's what we're trying to do for sure. That's the goal, huh, Rabbi? You bet. So now you I bet. know. Now I know. And those students are spending extra years in Israel. Well, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, <laughs> they should be in love with Torah and running towards it, being excited as these guys are and excited as, as our whole group is. Amen. You know, I'm just kidding around, but you have a lot to be thankful for and you have a lot to be proud of. Uh, I want to thank uh, David and Jonathan and Avery. Thank you very much. It was worth the trip thank from Bate Mayer for these guys, huh? It sure to say was. the least. What an impression you've made. Thank you very, very much. All right, Benefits, continue your amazing work. You're incredible. Thank you so much. Big admirers, to say the least. Uh, More coming up Friday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM as we continue. I thank all of you for tuning in. Here's a little something from Ari Goldwag.
a.m. Friday morning broadcast. That is uh, Ari Goldwag. And uh, now we get an opportunity, just like we had an opportunity to speak with some of the young men from uh, Kolel, we now have an opportunity to speak again to Mrs. Yudin and some of the young ladies from Michlelet, who are hosting us here today. They will be our final guests for this morning's JM in the AM. First of all, Mrs. Yudin, you could use this. There you go, Mrs. Yudin. That's for you. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much, and thank you for hosting us here today. Uh, we've, had, we've had an amazing time, frankly. Recommending to everybody that they should visit uh, Beit Shemesh at some point. Yep. See this remarkable place, facility. Thank God. thank God, good air conditioning. Um, all right, so we have three students yes, who are here this year. May I, may I introduce them? Sure, great. Where's Yael Shaneman? Hi. Yael, how are you? Good, how are From you? From Woodmere, New York. How'd you find out about Mechlelet? Um, I had siblings who were part of NCSY Summer for many years. Um, my brothers worked and went on call as campers, and my now sister-in-law has been on the call for the past eight years. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, what's been the highlight so far this summer? Um, I would say, I mean, there's a lot, but probably Chaburas and the bridal shower that we made for the Chassid wedding. How does that work? Um, so basically the Shana Beck girls all go out and we buy presents to give to the Kala and it's really cool. We went to a Gemach um, and they have all these things like anything you could think of and then we come back, we wrap them and then us and TJJ ambassadors um, put together a bridal shower and then we give her all the gifts and it's incredible because you see like how like these little things that we probably take for granted are so special to her and she was like in awe to see all the things that we got her. So we have Torah and trips, Mrs. Yudin, but we also have chesed. Yes, we do. As a component. And we're making here. the wedding for this poor couple this coming Tuesday night, God willing. And that's going to be a mechlelet activity? At, in, our, in our dining room, in our hall. So all the girls will participate. And the girls work really hard in it. Slapping the tables, waitressing. Will we, we be able to see any of those photos online at yes, some point? Yes, absolutely. Mechlelet.org. <laughs> all right, that's something we should all look forward to. Thank you, Yael. Say hello to everybody in Woodmere. Where's the Hava Davidowitz of That's Teaneck, me. New Jersey? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Is there a Jewish community in Teaneck? There's a huge Jewish community <laughs> in Teaneck. That's what I've been told. Uh, how did you find out about Bechlelet? Or does everybody in Teaneck know <laughs> about How did I not Bechlelet? find out about Bechlelet? <laughs> right. um, I, heard, I just heard like, an, so many positive things about Bechlelet. Like, um, a student came to my school to speak about it, and I have a lot of older friends. I'm the oldest, so I don't have any older siblings. Right. but. You can bet my siblings are going to be on Michal after I come back. I can only imagine. Is there a highlight or two you could share with us from this summer? Um, so if I had to choose, I'd probably choose Siach Sod, which is like a home for, not a home, like an organization that helps kids with special needs. And um, it was just such incredible chesed just to see like the simcha on their faces at the end when we had this like insane dance party, like just so much simcha on everybody's faces, like singing L'Shanah Habab Yerushalayim, like such achdas. Like I've never felt such achdas in my life before. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, and the daily activities here in a very full Michalala program? Are I, they don't going I don't have like a, I don't have a second to say it. Like I'm always so busy here in the best way. From Chaburas to activities, like all sorts. There's baking, there's jump rope, there's swimming, there's like everything you could. What goes on at do. night here in Michalala? Oh, at night it's jam-packed. So we have a night speaker, which is like always incredible. Like I always look forward to that. It was something that I was nervous about. Like I was like a speaker every right. night. But, like, You'll fall asleep during the speech. No, not at all. <laughs> like I, I, don't, I don't want it to end. And then there's always night activity, which is like some insane activity which is like planned by like the staff here it's incredible 
Cool. Very nice. Zahavat Davidowitz, thank you. No problem. And we're going to meet Atara Simon of Hi. Chicago, Illinois, yet yeah. another Illinois representative yep. here today. How are things out there in Chicago? Great. And yeah. how did you find out about Mechlala? Um, Well, everyone really knows about it. I had an older sister that went, but also, like, a lot of girls from my school went, and everyone loves it, talk about it all day, like, in school. All the Mechlala girls are known to, like, talk about it all the time, and everyone tried they try to convince, like, the whole school to tell everyone how amazing it is, and then we're all, like, me and all my friends are like, we have to go. We can't just like hear about this all year. <laughs> we got to see if it's real, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> for sure. And you came here and you found out that it's real. Exactly, it's amazing. What are some of the highlights of the 2017 summer for you? I, I really loved everything that we did. I would say one of my favorites was we made a carnival for the kids of Stay Road, which was like these kids come in and like they seem like they're happy little kids, but you can see that they come from a place that's like, dangerous and they're not they have to like run for like to bomb shelters and all that but they come and like you just see like everyone everyone like dancing with them and making these kids so happy and you just feel so good about yourself after because you're like these kids are coming from like not such a safe place and like their homes are probably like we don't know what they're right. from but they're having such an amazing time like everyone dancing with them together and having fun with all these kids and it's just like the best feeling to like make them happy Carnivals, bridal showers, weddings. Essentially, Mrs. Uden is raising party planners <laughs> exactly. here at, at Michlela. That's what it sounds like to me, Mrs. Uden. <laughs> you know what? All in the name of Chesed, right? It's all in the name of Chesed. We have a lot of like hardcore dancing and ruach here, so we're able to spill it over to our Michlela events. To Shabbos is incredible. To to the Chesed that we do. There's a lot of real real excitement that we're able to. Baruch Hashem. Continued success. Thank you for your thank hospitality. You so and to Yael and Atara and Zahava, thank you very much for joining us thank today. Thank you. Great thank students, you. great teens we met today, to say the least. More coming up as we start to wrap up a Friday morning Erev Shabbos at JM in the AM. Spend the day 
together with the Holy One. Say a special blessing on a cup that's filled with wine. Man and his Creator is a very special sign. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. And that wraps up a great broadcast for us. Two wonderful days with the NCSY summer programs. Monday we're back. Tuba Ab special starts at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. What does Tubav special mean? It means great music from 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Tomorrow night, of course, it's Avrami with Saturday Night Siegel and Mat this Sunday with JM Sunday beginning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget that uh, our full Friday schedule now includes Mark Zomik's Erev Shabbos show beginning at 10 a.m. right after Naomi Nachman and Table for Two, which starts next. And, of course, Kedem presents our Erev Shabbos music mix all the way until candle lighting time. Big thank you to David Cutler and everybody at NCSY Summer. And everybody here at Michlelet, much appreciated. And a big shout-out to Amy Moskov. Amy Moskov, a brilliant producer of two great shows for us here at JM in the AM. Big thank you to Yoni and to Avrami and to ZK and, of course, to Miriam L. Wallach. Until tomorrow, not until tomorrow, until Monday, Nachum Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>